Welcome, family, and thank you for joining me for episode 11 of the Indigiru podcast. Oh, man, I wish that I was coming to you this evening with the mindful perspective of everything that's going on, but I gotta, I gotta be transparent and just share that, you know, it's been, it's been a lot, you know, um, we've all been in this space of new normals, adjusting, um, dealing with possibly some financial hits due to COVID, um, economic impact in our society and a whole bunch of other things that collectively we've all had to adjust to and unfortunately over the last week and a half there has been blatant and not so blatant reminders that no matter what crazy thing is going on in the world that everyone may be experiencing that there there's this elephant this tiger this bear this lion if you will that is always 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 present for black people and that's that no matter what else is going on in the world we can count on racism being present and what does that mean what does that mean to our experience what does that mean to our mental health what does that mean to how we are raising our children what does that mean to how we are laid to rest what does that mean to how we show up or are expected to show up in the different areas that we interact with many different people, whether it's at work, whether it's at the grocery store, whether it's at the gas station, whether it's within our own families. There's these huge, huge unspoken issues that have divided our country or impacted our country even. I don't even really want to say divided really for that long. That may just be something new within the last century or so, but it has impacted and been an undercurrent in this country for over 400 years. And when I I sit and I think, you know, oh, you know, I could hop on and and talk about different ways to stay grounded and stay balanced and the you know, it could be anything. But honestly, there is this subtle rage that is just the reality, you know, that is always beneath the surface. There's a subtle rage when I'm playing with my son and, you know, we're wrestling and I tell him how strong he is and how smart he is and how wonderful he is and knowing as his mother and based upon my experiences and what I've seen in the world as well that one day his strength is not going to be a compliment to someone who views him as a threat without even getting to know him 
his brilliance may not even be considered when someone is making a judgment of him without him even opening his mouth. His goofiness and laughter may be viewed through a lens of erratic behavior to someone, you know, looking from a distance that chooses to not get to know who he is and looking at my daughters and realizing that at any moment they all of them my sons and my daughters would be subject to someone's hate and that it could be something that could rock our family to the core for generations to come and how that is not an experience that we share together in this country or in many countries around the world wherever the wherever the black diaspora is this is just a part of our experiences and i wish that for once this could be something that didn't rise and and make itself you know front and center in our lives but then it's like you know who am I fooling there's no there's no escaping it and so this time though with the backdrop of of COVID and um, people being out of work and the impact of social media and people being able to get information and see things and fact check and research and you know whether that's impacted by people just having more time at home or whatever the case is that now it's getting harder to leave these these elephants lions tigers and bears as these unspoken things like they're they're just so blatant and speaking about it or not speaking about it, um, at this point, really can become an indictment to an individual, a company, a corporation, and the like. And so, one of the things that I had been contemplating as this this subtle rage burns yet again was, you know, what is what is my role? I've attended and marched and prayed and argued and and burned you know my blood boiling on the inside as I've <clears throat> had to deal with workplace um, microaggressions and even macroaggressions and just being in a position with all this like man you know I've been through so many phases like this shit is exhausting and hearing the conversations, observing the conversations, fielding the the questions and the um the sentiments about what can be done and oh my goodness and you know where should I be um from the white folks in the community that are that are looking to you know perhaps be on the right side of something maybe even for the first time in their life, I'm not sure, may even be, 
you know, they may even be further down on their own journey in terms of understanding. But in this particular moment, I have had zero inclination to suggest anything other than you'll have to figure that out. And you'll have to talk to your brothers and sisters in your community or that share your ancestry. And you will have to figure out what needs to be done within your system that was created. Because, you know, on a practical level, yes, we all live in the same community and we are all in the systems that we, you know, are you know, partaking in these transactions every day. But quite frankly, the reality is, is this system was never, ever, ever built for black people. And so, you know, it's it's a very intricate approach, but it's kind of like, you know, my dude, this is not my system. This is not my circus. These are not my monkeys. If you want to look at how your circus is run and you want to identify the the bad apples or you know what's working what's not working um the rotted links in the chain so to speak then that's really something that you should do um but requiring suggesting asking on any extensive level of a black person to help you with that I just think for me my personal opinion right now is that I'm a little too spent um I'm a little too deep in this PTSD thing regarding the consistent I mean if America hadn't been consistent about anything it's been consistent in its hatred and treatment towards black people as subhuman and so dealing with that on an epigenetic genetic level dealing with that on a very realistic day-to-day level dealing with that in my motherhood in my birth work in my family in my love in my sadness in my everything i really don't have space to suggest anything other than y'all figure it out and I think I had spoken maybe previously on a um, one of my podcasts about just like emotional labor and you know the subtleties of what looks like and probably is well-intended questions and like I want to make sure I'm approaching this thing properly but it really is as I see it very interconnected with like emotional labor I don't even it doesn't even come to mind for me to investigate on my own what these people are experiencing what the history is all the information that is out there already all the resources that are already there google okay what books are written what are like let me do my own discovery I want to know Right. Because that's what desire is. When you have a desire after something, it it is a spark that comes from within that causes you to seek 
outside of yourself or whatever it is, um, whatever the information is, whatever the experiences are, whatever the people are. And being in a position where it's like, why? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> we can we can talk about systemic issues. We can talk about interpersonal issues. We can talk about uh, grassroots level. We can talk about national level. We can talk about legislative level. But guess what? Today, I just don't want to have a headache. Today, I would like for my heart to not be gripped in fear for the day that my children grow up to be this threat in someone else's eyes. I long for the day because, quite frankly, I don't even ever know when that day is. From the Tamir Rices to the George Floyds, it's like, well, damn. My son is, is almost as tall as me now, and he's six years old. So, according to some of this illogical psychotic behavior in viewpoint he could very well look like a man within the next year or two according to whoever you know or it could be 30 years from now as he's at the store or doing whatever for the family that he's created for himself at that point and it's like the fear the fear of the the present the fear of the future and i don't mean being scared but it is something that i feel every black mother experiences whether they know it or not it's like it doesn't even need to be acknowledged like oh today i'm fearful it's like something that is constantly underneath the surface it's constantly a part of disciplining our children it's constantly a part of the things that we even find important to teach them the, the ways that we um guide them in behavior it's like we are constantly parenting from the perspective of the greater systemic view and safety for our children and you know I often pray I pray for the day that my my children my grandchildren my great-grandchildren can raise their families as they are without fear of of some outside force coming in and harming them. I pray for the day that a child can be born and be raised in their family just based upon their family's value system, not based on safety, fear, historical context. Racism, prejudice, straight up jackass behavior, you know? And I mean, it's like this headache I have. It's not a migraine, like with this quick onset. It's this subtle, dull, 
feeling. And it's the subtle, dull fear that exists in the heart of every black person. When they cross the threshold of their home and go out and interact in this world. And I don't I don't want to I don't want to think about anything more than cultivating and loving and raising beautiful black children. I don't want to think about anything other than being in this world and continuing to cultivate in myself everything that the Most High has created me to be. And I am praying every day that we will be able to live out our destinies uninterrupted uninterrupted that we would be able to live out our destinies uninterrupted and I don't I don't want to have to think about the intricacies of all that it takes to dismantle systemic racism. I have to, but I don't want to. So at this time in my life, as I'm watching everything that's going on and everything that's happening, it's like, you know, I get it. Whether you are um, out there protesting and marching, I get that energy. Whether you are at home resting and taking a nap, I get that energy too. Whether you are praying or crying or just sitting still and, and trying to figure out a way to just manage each moment, like, man, I get it. And that's our right to do so, to make sure that we're in the best place that we can be in. But my God, don't ask me to then dismantle a system that I did not create, that was never built for me. You do it. You do it.